0: Hello. Thank you for listening to the Road Trip Playlist podcast. My name is Thomas Darrow. This week on the show, my guest is Sawyer Fredericks. Sawyer was the youngest contestant to ever win The Voice when he was the winner of season eight of NBC's The Voice at the age of 15. I met Sawyer last year in New York City before his show at the City Winery. I interviewed him that day, and I'm happy to have the chance to interview him again with the Road Trip Playlist podcast. In our interview, we talk about his songwriting process. We also talk about his recently released album, Flowers for You. On Flowers for You, he has songs that I got to talk to him about. He has one that he called the mostly happy love song that he wrote for his girlfriend called Days Go By, a song about his relationship with his mother called Born, one that was hard for him to write. We talk about how movies are part of his songwriting process, and learn that Sawyer Fredericks is a bit of a cinephile. It's a really great interview, and I learned a lot about Sawyer Fredericks that I didn't learn in our first interview. There are some really fun things in this interview with Sawyer Fredericks. Make sure you check out his new album, Flowers for You, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the Road Playlist podcast for more interviews.
1: So you've just released a new album, Flowers for You, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. But first, I have to follow up with you, because last time we spoke at City Winery in New York, before one of the most, like, magical concerts I've ever seen, we bonded over the fact that we are both picky eaters. And so, (laughs) (laughs) in the last 18 months since we spoke, I found out I'm not as picky as I thought I was. Like, Mm -hmm. tomatoes are good. Like, beans are pretty good to me now. Like, I've come... I've, like... (laughs) I don't know if it's part of like growing up or what, but as I get older, I'm like I spent years hating these. Has there been has it been the same for you? Has there been any new <laughs> foods that that you realize you're not as picky as you thought?
2: I I think I you know I'm I'm nowhere near as picky as I used to be. My my girlfriend has kind of gotten me to try more stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is is chocolate one of those things? Nope. Still don't like <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> but 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 you do like the white chocolate, which I think is the best chocolate <laughs> around. <laughs> this is the I what I have you on is the Road Trip Playlist Podcast. It's something I just recently started. Um and so a lot of your music fits onto my road trip playlist. That's why I wanted to have you on. Um yeah. and so first off, like what's on your road trip playlist?
2: My road trip playlist? <laughs> Quite a bit of stuff. I've been I've been listening to A lot of them, uh, like Katie Thompson, Creedence, lately, and just just a wide range of music. Well, that's cool. We we have similar road trip playlists, it sounds
1: like. Um, You just released Flowers for You, like I mentioned, which has a number of songs that are going to be on my road trip playlist. Um, It's a nice blend of Americana, blues, rock feel. What was the process in creating it that way with that sound?
2: Um, I would say the process, I mean, it... This this album in particular I was excited about because I wanted to work with my band members more. I wanted them to be able to show their artistry in it instead of whereas my previous albums I feel like was more like soloed and focused on my voice and my songwriting. Mm-hmm. So this this album we really worked together and tried to create something that was, I guess, complete.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And I read it was kind of going more towards what you sound like live. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Yeah, we're that, definitely leaning more towards that, at least how I sound with, like, the band. No, and, and and I love
1: that, because, like, you are at the top of one of my favorite acts that I've seen live. That night at uh, City Winery, I still des- describe with such, like, high regards with slow-mo opening it up. And then... Yeah, he's like- and then your show and your band, like your band, really showed in all of it with just so many like impressive guitar segments and so many parts where I was just really blown away. And so that really shines through in this album. And I was excited to to read about how you how you were trying to match that, it and it came through quite well. Thank you. Um, you write a lot from the stories from stories around you, but you also <laughs> do from your own. Yes. My my favorite song from Flowers for You is one that is personal to you and you described it as a mostly happy love song. I love the lyric uh, days in it. Go by. <laughs> what was that? Days Go By. Yep, Days Go By. And I love I love the lyric in it, I don't mind when your scars are showing into my eyes so I can see your burdens. How did it feel releasing a song with such a sweet vulnerability into your own life? I mean, the, <laughs> it's
2: it's I try not to actually like think about too much of like other people being able to like see in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry for opening that up. (laughs) No, no, it's, it's, it's cool. But I mean like that, that song was basically like inspired and sort of written to to my girlfriend. But yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's cool. And so, yeah, is it a song that you write for, for
1: someone and about someone? Is it, is it harder to release something like that? It's it's
2: definitely harder to release but it's also it's harder to write because I want to get it right. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that part. And I I mean like even that song like it doesn't like completely talk about uh, like my relationship with my girlfriend. It's just it it's the idea of it and then I kind of veer off of it a little bit. Yeah, okay. That's very
1: fascinating because yeah, I forget like the pressure when you know a certain person is going to be listening or reading something you write or create like that puts so much pressure. I didn't even think about that. So I appreciate you bringing that.
2: If you're writing something real, you want
1: to be truthful. Totally. Totally. Wow. That's fascinating. Um, You also, I'm, your whole songwriting process is very intriguing for me and you talked about Another song that has personal ties to you was Born, which yep. is an incredible song. And you didn't realize until partway through that you were writing it about your mom. Can you describe about, about a little bit more about that? Is you have an idea that you're writing about, and then as you're writing, it kind of hits you like, oh, this is about
2: your yeah. mom. That, that, that song was definitely a heavy one. And for the longest time, I, I didn't really want to believe that it was like about my mom. Mm -hmm. and and I it was kind of just like my emotions going into my music as they always do and that's kind of how I write I I put all that in there so those lyrics kind of just came to be and then I realized I'm like wow this is very accurate to the my relationship with my mom yeah can you describe kind of where the
1: relationship was at as you wrote it and how how you realized like whoa this is these lyrics are speaking to, to my current feelings in this, in yeah, this I
2: mean, thing. I mean, so, I mean, the story behind Born is, so I, I got into the music industry at like very young age. And one of the people that was fueling me from a lot of that stuff was my mom. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like, like she was protecting me from a lot of stuff. So she was always around me, but it also was very difficult on the, mother and son relationship just because being around your mom all the time especially in a work relation is very difficult Definitely. so it was creating a lot of waves in a, in between our relationship and basically Born is about um, me kind of like letting her know that it's okay for her to let me struggle in this stuff because I I needed to learn and it she was just kind of Keeping me away from a lot of it because she didn't want me to get hurt. Yeah, that's so interesting. And what are what are some of the ways that,
1: that that after you after that realization came, and some of the things that that you have learned out there on your
2: own? I mean, I'm I mean, for one thing, interviews is <laughs> a thing that I've gotten a lot better at, and also just becoming more comfortable to handle like business meetings and being able to talk for myself, and just a lot of things like that where. When I when I was younger, I would be more nervous and not wanting to talk because I, I would be afraid I'd say something stupid or something. Mm-hmm.
1: That's funny, yeah, because that brings me back to the first story that you told me of of when you were when you were auditioning for The Voice and when they were filming the thing that they play throughout the season of different clips from you. That it took more than one recording because you were kind of <laughs> nervous or you didn't want to say the wrong yeah. thing and so that you were holding back.
2: Yeah, it's, it's
1: interviews are definitely the hardest thing for me. Really, well, well, thank you for taking the time to to be interviewed by me once again. This is our second oh. interview,
2: <laughs>
1: and happy <laughs> And and both have been great, and I've left like really liking it, and so. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like it's it's interesting to hear that it's it's a heart, it's like one of your least favorite things, or or something that's more difficult.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say it's one of my least favorite things. It was just something that was very difficult for me growing up, and now I've gotten more used to it, and I I can actually like enjoy them. Yeah, <laughs> and well, it is such
1: a strange thing, especially like you're you're so young coming into music, and you're getting asked questions by people like double your age and different things. I remember like my grandparents coming over and asking how school was. And that was enough questions for me at that age. I'm like, Oh, school's good. Like, and so then having to do it and have it also be filmed and released on different big outlets. Like, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's so much emotion in your, that goes into your music. I listened to the live stream that you did with American songwriter and you oh, talked yeah. about how some of your advice for getting in the right frame of mind and you talked about how sometimes when you're writing a song to tie into some some of the harder emotions you you watch or read something that's more emotionally impactful what yeah. are some of the shows or movies that you or books that you go to um to kind of get you into those places
2: um there's there's a lot of movies that I've I'm kind of a big movie person but um, really yeah. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite movies that always like hits me like emotionally would be like Pan's Labyrinth, uh, Whale Rider, um, Django. Django Unchained is a okay, great book. Yeah. Also very thrilling ending, but very I'm, emotional. I'm ashamed movie. to say I
1: haven't I've I'm I'm excited to learn about Sawyer Frederick being kind of
2: a bit of a synthile.
1: But I'm ashamed that I I haven't seen these movies you're naming.
2: <laughs> it's all right. These these are more obscure movies. They're not the mainstream, like you know, like Marvel stuff. So
1: yeah. <laughs> no. So so but these these movies put you into to kind of be able to to speak on some of those emotion, and you're a very good storyteller and capturing emotions that that you haven't haven't experienced or felt through so trying to put yourself in there in these movies, it sounds like plays a big role. But but how are some of the other ways that you are able to tie
2: such emotions into um stories from, from things you see around you? Yeah. I mean I I think it's definitely more because I'm an empath, so I, I pick up on a lot of stuff from other people that they're feeling and I kind of have to like Shut a lot of that down for myself because it kind of wells up a little too much. But (laughs) oh, I bet I try to I try to pour that stuff into the into my music so I don't have to be all mopey all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: and so yeah, it can take a lot. It can be a lot to take on. And when you're like writing something with such raw emotion, after you write it and put it into into music does that
2: do those emotions and those feelings leave from you or do they stay sometimes? Um, They, they stay and they come out when I'm singing the song. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) that's for sure. That's interesting. Um, Wow. That's
1: really cool. And your process for writing. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I, I, I found it really funny to read about you're fresh off winning the voice. You're the youngest person to win the voice ever, <laughs> and you get brought into working with a label that has you co-writing with people. Yep. And to be able to write, you wanted them to leave the
2: room. Yeah, and that was so, for Lies You Tell. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I said that was for the song Lies You Tell, which is on the, yeah. on the new album as well. Which yeah. That that was my first co-writing session. I warmed up a little bit and got used to writing around people. <laughs> with which i'm i'm
1: glad that that song got shelved for a little bit and i'm so glad that it came out because this album i could go through every song and it was like hard to pick which ones do i want to ask a question about and which ones don't because i've read some of the other ones with with lies you tell and things and i'm like which ones do i want but really i want to talk about every song in the album because it it is so good and so what are what what have been some of the stories with with um this album that you've been excited to tell and excited for people to hear
2: um, I mean, I've, I'm always telling the story about Live You Tell" just because it's it's a funny story to me, and it also kind of shows how I've like gradually become independent. Because I, when I wrote Live You Tell," I was re- with Republic Records, which didn't really work out with them, and I I didn't feel like we like worked well together. So I was very excited to be independent and got to release more music that was completely me. So that's one of the biggest things I was excited about this album. Of course, working with my band was really fun. And also I mean like Dreamland is excellent. Dreamland studio recordings. Or Dreamland oh yeah. Studios. Yeah, what, what
1: what what's recording at such a historic place like
2: that like? And using <laughs> some of you use like you use tape to record. It's 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 fun. Um <laughs> you can't you can't like edit it the recording and all really you can punch in for stuff but you can't you know like move a little note to the side with like pro tools none of that can happen <laughs> so it's all it's all like it, it gives it a way more live feel which yeah. is what trying to go for yeah
1: no that's so fascinating when i first learned about how analog how um records are recorded with analog. It's so impressive to think because even just recording recently, the intros to the the podcast that I have, I'm like, you wouldn't believe how many takes that I have to do of that. So being able to do something with with live Mm -hmm. music and do it the way that you do for an album like this is incredible. Thank you. Um, And so you talked about some of the independence that you had with, with being able to create it your way. How much did, did growing up under the unschooling method for school um, and picking
2: the curriculum play a role in that process of being so independent for you? For for that, I would say that unschooling has kind of taught me to follow more of what, like, I actually enjoy and what – it's more just, like, taught me of what I like And that's one of the biggest things that has helped me working with other like artists and other people is knowing whether I like something and whether I don't like something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's cool. I like that.
1: Um, Last time we spoke, we talked again about about being on The Voice. And you told me about some of the jam sessions that all the contestants would have in the hotel parking lot. If anyone (laughs) asked you, you were directed to say that you guys were all from this band camp. Band camp,
2: yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, How crazy was it being, you were only 15 with all these older contestants staying in a hotel. Like, how crazy
2: was that for you? And what was it like being so much younger? Um, It it was very stressful for me because that was also one of the first times I've been away from home for a long time. And also coming from a farm in upstate New York to L.A. was quite a lot (laughs) Um, and also just like spending that much time in a hotel is quite grueling but I, I, I really enjoyed meeting a lot of artists it was one of my first time being around other musicians so that part was really really entertaining for me and really fun and there was there was also a lot of other young artists on the show in the beginning which I got to hang out with and they had us like doing like school work, which I didn't have school work, but <laughs> I, had to, I had to be in the room that everyone was doing school. Oh man. Was that was um, one of the weirdest things for me because it's like, Oh, I have to be in here, but I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, that's so funny. Cause yeah.
1: Um, your schooling was so much different than, than some of the other kids and the voice was the first test that you ever took right yeah yeah they
2: had they had a little like test thing to make sure you're like not crazy in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
2: why are they asking me this way oh my gosh
1: that's so funny I didn't even think about that um (laughs) I I also liked how last time we spoke and I'm bringing it up because I just part of the reason for the podcast is so things can live on in, in an audible medium and so you can hear some of the stuff behind it and I thought the story was so funny uh you grew up going to open mics and different things and you would just be so happy if people, if people were like hanging in the right pitch or were on tune and the <laughs> voice was the first time you were surrounded by people that were always on tune or yeah. always in pitch.
2: Surrounded by so many artists that were just like phenomenal, which was <laughs> just like crazy. And, and so when you were going to those open mic
1: nights and, com- well, I guess you probably, you weren't really comparing, but like, your voice had to have stand out so much above the rest that you were, was it crazy to then be, was it hard? Cause you hear people talk about like, Oh, like I was the best student in my high school. And then I went to this big college and, and I was no longer like the best student. It
2: was hard for me.
1: <laughs> Is it, was it kind of I, like that being surrounded by other great artists?
2: No, I I don't think I was thinking of it that way. And I don't think I ever really thought of it that way when I was at like, open mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like, Oh, I have a a better voice than these people. I was more just nervous and trying to show off my songwriting. Mm -hmm. That's sorry. My phone is buzzing. Someone's talking. Oh, you're fine. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I was at open mics. I would feel more kind of like nervous. And and that was, was kind of therapeutic to me to try to like overcome those nerves. But also I feel that open mics, you're mostly focusing on like songwriting or I mean unless they're singing covers, but the ones I was listening to were the songwriters. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um now I have I have five questions that I ask in every interview um in this podcast. You've been asked one of them, um, but but maybe it's changed. So number question number one is if you had to choose out of the breakfast food, lunch food, or dinner food group for every single meal, which food group would you choose?
2: Um, I don't really know what is considered what, because I never really <laughs> follow those rules in general. Um, but I'm going to go with dinner. Okay. What's, what's your favorite dinner food? Um, let's say, I mean, I, I'd probably die if I would eating it. was eating burgers all the time, but burgers from, <laughs> our, not, not from, from like stores, but from my farm. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's, (laughs) that's incredible. Um, Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine that. What have you, what's the day-to-day life in the farm? Sorry, I didn't have this question down, but I've always wanted to ask you, what's some of your day-to-day life on the farm?
2: Um, Well, it depends on the season during the winter. There's a lot of mucking to do because all the cows are in the barn and you got to feed them all. You got to collect the eggs from the chickens. You got to feed the pigs. You got to muck the stalls and the pig stalls. And you know, during during the summer then we got hay season so you're going out and picking up bales and stacking them on a wagon and then bringing them back cuz we don't have a uh electronic stacker we do it all by hand wow
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow i've i've done that before on my grandpa's farm and that was tough work
2: yeah we we got some antique um balers <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Um, what's your favorite task on the farm? Is there anyone that you look forward to more than the others?
2: Oh, for sure. Haying season. I love that. I love okay. I love being out in the field and working. It's so rewarding. Yeah, that's, that is cool. That's very cool. Um,
1: okay. Question number two is, I've asked you this before. I'm curious if it's changed.
2: Your go-to karaoke song or favorite song to cover? Go-to karaoke song. Um, probably one of the songs I've been singing a lot lately, which, so I, I would say it's my favorite because I've been singing it so much, um, would be What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Oh my gosh. I would love to hear that. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's some recordings on YouTube if you ever want to listen. Oh no, that's the first thing I'll do
1: when this call ends. So, <laughs> um, that's so cool. Wow. Yeah. Wait, did you sing that in New York?
2: Um, I don't think so. I pro- I think I sang um, uh, Three Little Birds, which is also a song I love. I, I, mm-hmm. I play a good amount of covers during my sets just to throw them in there and also have people, and mainly like songs that I played on, like The Voice, but also from artists that I really admire. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, number three is while
1: you are on tour... Is there any, like, guilty pleasures you have? Maybe you mentioned burgers, but, you, but, but, like, the one at home, is there, like, a food that you go to or a certain routine that you have while, while you are on tour? Guilty pleasures.
2: Um, <laughs> I would say the guilty pleasure is when we're, uh, we get to the apartment at, like, 12 in the morning, and there's nothing open, and we order Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> Always Papa John's. <laughs> what 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 toppings do you have on your pizza? Um we normally do like some Hawaiian pizza or or just like everything meat but we've been trying to stay away from meat most of the time on the tour now just uh, okay because of that. Yeah.
1: I've had um Papa John's. I recently tried Papa John's
2: cheese with just pineapple. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. So if you're that's, staying that's, away from that's the normally meat, normally what I get from most pizza places now is just cheese and pineapple. Wow, which, yeah, like it's, people don't like pineapple, but I love it. I, on pizza. <laughs> I was that
1: person until recently, and so I was adamant about no pineapple, and I have taken that back after <laughs> Papa John's pineapple and cheese pizza. Um, number four is one band that's not currently together that you'd want to have
2: one more EP from. One more EP from. Hmm. That's a hard one. Um, I would say more less less of an EP, but uh, a band that is kind of separated a little bit would be on the Gabriel Wolfchild and the Northern Lights. I would like to see them live one more time. Oh, okay, uh, with, I with love that. Gabriel is mostly just working with his brother and and uh, two of the other band members that were in the band, um, which is excellent
1: but it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, one day, one day, that would be a really cool show to see. Um, and then number, number five is who's an interesting guest that you think I should have on the road
2: trip playlist podcast. An interesting guest. Hmm. Let me think on that. There's some people I know. I mean, Gabriel is a wonderful person I would also recommend either like some of the people from uh, Parsons field, which is a band I've I toured with uh, oh. really recommend is Langhorn Slim. He's an oh. excellent artist and be really cool. He's super cool to talk to. So, okay. I would love all of
1: those. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you again for your time. Thank you for doing this interview. Um, I have a lot of fun. Each time I talk to you. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. I, I hope Thanks. the whole podcast goes well. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate talking to you. I really love it each time. And I'm really just so impressed by you. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later, store. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Road Trip Playlist podcast and my interview with Sawyer Fredericks. Stay tuned next week for another new interview coming out on Wednesday. Once again, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to the Road Trip Playlist podcast As always, if you leave in your review someone that you would like interviewed on the Road Trip Playlist podcast, I will send out a request to have them on the show. Thank you again.